Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Patrick, are you ready for this? Dude, I am ready for this. I don't... I don't Welcome even, to March. I don't even know. How do you... How do we even deal with this month? I don't know. Very carefully. This this month is... Mm. I know. It's off the hook. I know. Well, let me... Hang on. Before we get started, let me ask. Is it... Are we going to jump right into it, or are we going to go on three? Uh, is, wait, and is that one, two, one. and then go on three, or is it, is it one, two, it's, three, and I then, it's one, and then two, go? One, two, and then go. Go on three. Okay. Go on three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I'm, I'm getting too old for this stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you haven't figured it out by now, first of all, if you haven't figured it out by now, welcome. You're listening we're to back. the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, we are back yet again. Whether you asked for us or not, we're back. Um, back in your feed. And, and, and that's going to keep happening. So either uh, deal with it or learn to love us like we have um, and, our, and our spouses and, and our friends. I envy us. I, you know, I, I, th- I think we're good guys. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you this up front. I'm not crazy. We're back and we're bad. I'm black and he's mad. Or no, (laughs) he's black and I'm mad. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, I have with me today. First of all, I am your host, John Reed. Uh, I then also have with me Pat Canigallo. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, Pat is extra excited excited because um, I'm so excited I'm removing consonants from words. Um, But Pat is so (laughs) (laughs) excited. I'm I'm so excited, and I just can't. And then I start sounding like buckwheat from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. <clears throat> um, but we are very excited. Pat's definitely excited because it is March. It is March, and that means mm-hmm. it is time for the action movies. It is our Crime and Punishment Month, um, and we are starting that off with Lethal Weapon. So, oh my gosh! Um, so yes. this this episode should be dropping somewhere around March 11th, I believe is the date this one will be coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for joining us really, really quickly. Um, we are we are so thankful for those of you that are listening to us each and every time. Um, those that are leaving reviews on iTunes for us, thank you so much for that. Um, and uh, following us on Twitter and, and interacting with us in that way. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for all that. Um, I do want to very quickly uh, put out a quick plug for something that is going on in April, actually near where we are. I'm hoping to be able to get there and uh, maybe talk to these guys and then maybe talk to some of the other people that are there. But um, in Lake Forest, Illinois, so if you live in the Chicagoland area and uh, either you want to drive or you live north of Chicago, in Lake Forest, Illinois, uh, at the Lake Forest Historical Society, Lake Forest Lake Bluff Historical Society, uh, which is, let's see, they are doing this. Uh, They are actually doing it at Lake Forest High School. 
Um, okay. So you can look that up. It's on 1285 North McKinley Road in Lake Forest. Um, they are doing a uh, kind of a, a little presentation with uh, the guys from Sound Opinions, a show from WBEZ oh. Chicago. Yeah. Do you listen to those guys? I do when I can, yeah. Nice. So they are going to be, uh, it's uh, Jim DeRogatis and Greg Cott, yeah. and they are going to be examining 1984 in pop music. Oh, wow. So so I am working on trying to get in there and uh, maybe talk to those guys at some point or, or maybe just get in touch with them and, and maybe uh, talk to them at a later time if I can't do it that night. Uh, but So they are doing a thing on uh, 1984 in pop music, and they're going to be talking about uh, the year in music and its lasting impact. And I, I guess there have been um, a few websites or publications here and there that have kind of great, they've, they've voted uh, 1984 as being pop music's greatest year. So, mm-hmm. so that will be very cool. I'm hoping to get in for that, but I just want to give them a little plug here real quick. It's going to be on Friday, April 7th, 2017. So if you okay. at 7 PM, so if you are interested, if you are a fan of eighties music, if you're a fan of sound opinions, uh, from WBEZ Chicago, they are going to be at Lake Forest High School, uh, 1285 North McKinley Road in Lake Forest, Friday, April 7th at 7 p.m. to talk about pop music's greatest year, 1984. Um, I have the information here as uh, if you are a member of the Lake Forest Lake Bluff Historical Society, the cost is $20 for admission. If you are not a member, it is $30. Uh, students and children are free. So... There you go. Uh, so if you want some more information on that, it is you can go to their website. It's www.lflb, B as in boy, uh, lflbhistory.org. So you can go check that out. And uh, I'll, I'll probably plug that in each of our shows uh, in March, just in case anybody's interested. So sounded cool to me. There it is. Yeah, that sounds very cool. So, all right. Well, we are, uh, this time around, we are talking Lethal Weapon, Um uh, about time. I, I, I think we should jump right in. You, do you want to jump in? I, you want to jump in? I do, do you want to? I want to jump in. I want to jump in and start talking about it right now. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Do it. Let, let's do it. Do it. Okay. I, man, I love these movies. I know, this man. Is this so is much a, fun. really good stuff. All right. Okay. Uh, very, very quickly, too, we do spoil the events of the movie, so if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. Come on back, and then you can listen with us. Um, and like I said earlier, uh, please go give us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, and thank you so much to those that have already done that. Uh, you are the superstars of the show. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we really, really appreciate all that. So, uh, And then tell your friends about the show. Tell, go tell one friend about the show. And then if they tell one friend and they tell, then, then everybody's friends and everybody's listening. This one came out on March 6th, 1987. I knew it was March because um, I knew there okay. was some kind of a weird thing about it being a Christmas movie, but it came out in March but I could not remember what day. So it was March 6th, 1987. Oh, this week. It came out about this time of year. It was about this time of year. So yeah. Uh, rated R for several obvious reasons. Uh, directed by Richard Donner. Uh, produced also by Richard Donner. And he did The Omen, Superman 1 and 2. Uh, he directed and produced The Goonies. Uh, he did the Lethal Weapon series. He also produced them. Uh, he also directed and produced Scrooged. And he was an executive producer on the original X-Men movie in 2000. Uh, Joel hmm. Silver is also responsible for much of our youth and these action movies that we love. Uh, he produced Weird Science, Commando, Predator 1 and 2, the Die Hard series, the Lethal Weapon series, Roadhouse, Demolition Man, the Matrix series, and V for Vendetta. Wow. It just, you look at these resumes and you're like, thank you. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, pal. Thank you, pal. Man. Uh, Writer on this one was Shane Black. He is known for writing The Monster Squad. That's another great movie we're doing this year. Yes. Um, Yes. The Lethal Weapon series, Iron Man 3, and the upcoming 2018 uh, remake or reboot of The Predator. Oh, wow. I think it's a remake or a reboot. I don't think it's a sequel. Um, We'll we'll find out. Music was doing the one that I cannot talk. That was a whole bunch of words that came out at the same time. I knew what that. I knew what you're trying. You to knew say. what it was. Okay. Um, music for this one was done by Eric Clapton. It was a collaboration between Eric Clapton and Michael Kamen. Uh, Michael Kamen died in 2003. Eric Clapton did uh, some of the music for the Lethal Weapon series and the movie The Story of Us. Uh, Michael Kamen. Do you say Kamen or Common? I I don't know. Man, I go I, with go I, with whatever sounds good to you. Okay. I've always it's, I've always said Kamen. So. Uh, he did the music for Brazil, uh, Highlander, mm-hmm. Adventures in Babysitting, the Die Hard series, the Lethal Weapon series, License to Kill, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Event Horizon, and X-Men. Again. Nice little, nice little resume you. there. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I say thank you. He died 14 years ago, but thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Budget for this one was $15 million. Box office was $120.2 million. <laughs> So it made... Are you not entertained? It made a penny or two. Uh, starring Mel Gibson as Martin Riggs. He was in the Mad Max series, Gallipoli, Braveheart, Ransom, Payback, Signs, The Patriot, Chicken Run. Uh, Danny Glover um, was Roger Murtaugh. He was in Witness, The Color Purple, Predator 2, and Saw. Gary Busey was Joshua, Mr. Joshua. He was in Predator 2, Point Break, The Firm, and Rookie of the Year. Mitchell Ryan was the general. He was in the TV series Dark Shadows, Dharma and Greg, Hot Shots Part 2, and Judge Dredd. Tom Atkins was Michael Hensacker. He was in Halloween 3, Escape from New York in the Fog. Darlene Love played Trish Murtaugh. She was in the Lethal Weapon series. Uh, Tracy Wolf played Rianne Murtaugh. She was in the Lethal Weapon series. Jackie Swanson was Amanda Hunsacker. She was in Cheers. Uh, she was actually Woody's wife in Cheers. I didn't realize that. Hmm. Uh, Damon Hines played Nick Murtaugh. He was in The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, Scrooged, and the Lethal Weapon series. Ebony Smith played Carrie Murtaugh. She was in the Lethal Weapon series and the TV show Family Matters. Uh, Lycia Naff played Dixie. She was in Star Trek The Next Generation and Total Recall. Uh, Mary Ellen Trainer, who died in 2015, was the psychologist. She was in Die Hard, Lethal Weapon series, The Goonies, Romancing the Stone, Monster Squad, Scrooged, and Parker Lewis Can't Lose, the TV show. Uh, and this one, he was just, he was a mercenary that played in this, but I, I list him because he's in a lot of other stuff. Uh, Sven Ole Orth, hmm, let me back up again. Sven mm-hmm. Ole Thorson, I think I got it right that time. Uh, if you're from Sweden or any of the, uh, any of the countries, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, I forget which one he's from, but uh, feel free Sven to write in or call in and, and correct our pronunciation on that. Uh, he played one of the mercenaries. I include him in here because... He was in one of my other favorite movies, uh, Mallrats. You ever seen the Kevin Smith Mallrats? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He was LaFors, the security guard. Okay. Okay. He was also in, so here's the other stuff he's been in as like warriors or other fighters or things like that. He was in Predator. He was in Red Sonja, uh, Jeff's favorite movie. He was in right. Running okay. Man. He was in Overboard. He was in the TV series uh, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Have you ever watched that one or not? I, um, I have not. Yeah. So he was well, in a lot of stuff. So yeah, I, that's, good for that's him. why I include him on there. Prolific. Yeah. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this an 84%. Audience gave it an 85%. So 
Siskel okay. gave this three stars, uh, saying, They make a great team, and some of their early adventures are exciting, but the film runs out of gas as it turns into an extended chase sequence culminating in a cheap slow-motion karate sequence. These extremely attractive characters deserve a better finish. Well, uh, first of all, I just want to correct them. It wasn't karate, but that's neither here nor there. True, true. Actually, no, it wasn't karate, and, you know, well. Okay. That's another discussion that's for another fine. time. Uh, Ebert gave it four stars and said, it's a buddy movie about two homicide cops who chase a gang of drug dealers all over Southern California, and the plot makes an amazing amount of sense considering that the action hardly ever stops for it. Uh, Cinema Score gave it an A. Uh, awards for this one. It was nominated for Best Sound Oscar. It won a BMI Film Music Award. It won the Image Award for Outstanding Motion, motion Picture. Uh, it won Outstanding Lead Actor. For Danny Glover, Outstanding Supporting Actress, Tracy Wolf, and won a Golden Reel Award for Best Sound Editing. Roger Murtaugh is a homicide cop who has just turned 50, and even though he's getting too old for this stuff, he's got a new partner who might be crazy or suicidal. He's a criminal's worst nightmare. A cop who enjoys the danger. No guns, no jujitsu, just bring him down. Do you really want to jump? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Wait, I what do you do mean? It. Wait a minute. What the ah! He was ready to retire. Now, he's going to wish he had. Gun! Oh, oh, oh. Raj, meet your new partner. New partner? <laughs> If these guys can just stand each other... What you got in there? Boy and Smith? A lot of old-timers carry those. The bad guys don't stand a chance. Don't kill anybody. Don't tell anybody. I'm too old for this. Are you as good as you say you are? Nobody can touch me. Suppose we better register you as a lethal weapon. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. All right, so Jackie Swanson did perform the high fall on her own at the beginning of the movie when she dives off of the, uh, off the balcony. Uh, she mm -hmm. was trained by legendary stuntman Dar Robinson. Uh, the okay. stunt uh, actually was using an airbag at the bottom of the building uh, covered with a life-size painting of the driveway and cars. So it actually looked like, when you look down, it looked like the street, but it was actually a giant airbag where they had covered it with a painting to make it look like it was oh, the cool. street with the cars on it. Um, yeah. So... They, they were actually Pretty able to leave it. Scene. Yeah. So the, the, it says here that the editor was able to hold the stunt shot until just before she makes contact with the airbag, so it, it looks more realistic. Um, unlike the fall from the building that we will eventually get in our you know, next week movie, RoboCop, which doesn't quite look as realistic. Doesn't have that same... No. Yeah. No. Uh, Franco Zeffirelli, the uh, legendary director, reportedly decided to offer Mel Gibson the role of Hamlet in the 1990, uh, 1990 movie Hamlet uh, after seeing his suicide contemplation scene in this movie, which is pretty intense. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that could be... Yeah. Uh, we talked about the stuntman Dar Robinson, uh, was known for a lot of other movies. He was killed in a motorcycle accident shortly after principal photography was finished, so Richard Donner dedicated the film to him. 
Uh, Mel Gibson is familiar with playing unstable policemen tormented by the loss of their wives. In Mad Max, he's actually a former cop whose wife and son were killed by a motorcycle gang. Yeah. Uh, here's another interesting twist. Bruce Willis turned down the chance to play Martin Riggs in the Lethal Weapon series. Mel Gibson turned down the chance to play John McClane in the Die Hard series. Oh, well, so they yeah. did the old switcheroo. Yeah. Um, there's some other interesting stuff in here about the Shadow Company, that group that uh, the general was supposed to be a part of and, and uh, Joshua was supposed to be a part of, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the Shadow Company, that Shane Black, the, the one who wrote the story for Lethal Weapon, um, originally, before he did Lethal Weapon, he had this story that he had been working on called Shadow Company. And uh, it was a few years before Lethal Weapon, and it was never made into a movie, but he wrote um, he wrote this script about a movie called Shadow Company, and it was actually a, how do I describe this, an action uh, zombie movie. Huh. So the idea is you have this dead, uh, these dead like special forces, Delta Force kind of guys uh, who died during Vietnam, and years afterwards they're, they get brought back to life. And um, like with some kind of weird experiments or other stuff, and they end up becoming these zombies, but these zombies who are able to use weapons. And so they like gather up this arsenal and they start killing everybody and and destroying this town. And um, and uh, so I guess that was his original script that eventually gets turned into, um, you know, they they took that idea and they're like, well, let's not do that. But um, you can use the name Shadow Company for this group of like. (laughs) special forces guys but they can't be zombies and this is going to be a realistic <laughs> a small compilation right yeah so apparently you can find the script for the original shadow company uh movie that never got made um so i'm, I'm gonna actually go look for that at some point see if i can find it because i'd kind of be interested yeah. to read that and see I, it sounds like a movie i would go watch yeah you so. know you guys with all the, your love of all things zombie and all that yeah right. you guys um, might like that right uh, this was actually the first movie to show a modern cell phone, if you can't really call that modern by these uh, by today's standards. But you know the uh, right. the old um, suitcase cell phone that he's carried around there. Uh, mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy was actually originally offered the directing job, uh, but he turned it down. And I have a quote here uh, from uh, Gary Busey, who was talking about uh, I think he was being interviewed by Empire Magazine, and he was talking about his role in this movie. Uh, he said, I always build a backstory for my characters to get in the mood of it. Mr. Joshua, he would walk through his grandmother's blood to get a postage stamp and never look at her. I had this look here, and I guess he like, gave some weird look to the reporter. It gave me the eyes of a shark, which has no life. It's neat doing that. Gary Busey, right. you're a scary Gary Busey, guy. Ladies. Yeah, he is. A little, a little bit of a scary guy there. Um, a little over the top. Sometimes maybe a little over the top, but uh, but that's fine. So, um, so in this movie, it it kind of takes place during Christmas time, and we get introduced to uh, Martin Riggs, and he is obviously struggling with the loss of his wife, um, and then we also get introduced to Roger Murtaugh, who has just turned fifty, and he's not quite sure how he feels about that, um, and then of course they get thrown together uh, because I think Riggs is is kind of on his uh, his last leg here, and and. Uh, they needed to put him with someone that could maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the attempt was, maybe like to Yeah, they never really calm they him just down say, or get him kicked out. or. Yeah, they just say he was kind of burnt out on the ragged edge, so they transferred him from, uh, what was it, he was in narcotics to robbery. Yeah. yeah. 
homicide. They yeah. never, but that was it. They just they're transferring him and. Right, so Murtaugh's the, the one that, that ends up getting stuck with that, and then of course they together are working on this uh, this homicide case, uh, which Murtaugh finds out pretty quickly is related to an old Vietnam War buddy that it was his daughter that did a nosedive out of the building at the beginning of the movie, and so he has a a particular personal investment in this, and we get to see some stuff at the beginning of the movie where Riggs is showing that he might be a little crazy. Some people are not sure if he's crazy or if he's trying to you know, get a disability pension or something like that. And uh, we get several examples at the beginning of the movie with him uh, killing the sniper at the school. Um, uh, one of my favorites is the uh, when there's the jumper on the building. Yeah. And he goes up to talk to him, and, and, and then they uh, locks the handcuffs on him. He's like, you know what, let's just jump. Let's do it. I want to do it. You want to do it? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's jump. Yes. And, yes. Uh, so, and then we get into more of like the he goes to meet his family and, and it starts to turn into more of the like the buddy cop movie. Um, and uh, then obviously, as we get further into it, we find out more details about this shadow company group. And and, uh, and then they take Murtaugh's daughter at one point and they've got to go try to rescue her. And then the end of the movie ends up being this, you know, kind of this uh, chase through the streets uh, of the city in California and. And uh, then ultimately, they end up back at Murtaugh's house, and they have this uh, martial arts fight on the front lawn, um, which I will talk about that here in just a minute. But I, I don't know. I, this is the first time in a while I've watched this movie, and while I do like the rest of the movie, and I do like that final fight scene, I, I don't know how I feel about that and how it played out. The fight? Yeah, it, it didn't seem organic to me. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. So... Um, so obviously we've both seen this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you? When was the first time you watched this? Was it? Were, was it around the time it came out? Or, um, not definitely not around the time it came out. I I saw this movie. It's kind of funny how I came to the Lethal Weapon movies. It was it. it uh, what is it? Jeff always gives me a hard time for being at a sleepover in someone's house and watching movies. But I was with some buddies, and I think honestly, I think Lethal Weapon Three had just come out. Okay. Um, and so we were watching that and they're like, yeah, we're going to watch lethal weapon three. And, uh, cause I mean, you know, this being R rated, I, I wasn't like seeing all the R rated movies and all that when they, when they first came out, um, at the age that I was. And so lethal weapon three came out and we watched lethal weapon three and I just hung back and I'm just like, okay, cool. This, you know, it's a fun action movie and okay, that's good. And these guys, and I'd heard of lethal weapon and all that. And I remember, you know, we got done with Lethal Weapon 3, and I was like, uh, they're like, oh, this was good. But the second one, and I was like, oh, well, you know what? I never really saw any other ones. And it was kind of like the, you know, the record needle, the record needle scraping across the top of the record, like, yeah. wait a minute. Did, did, did you just say that you've never seen Lethal Weapon? No. Wait, you mean you started with the third one? Uh, yeah. And then it was just like. Oh, dude, bro, no, we can't, we got to fix that. And so we went back and we watched, you know, we watched Lethal Weapon 3 at like 8 o'clock at night. And then we went back and they pulled out the, um, they pulled out the, uh, the first two. And so that night it ended up turning into a, like a marathon where we went three and then to uh, make up for my, um, my, my lack of knowledge, we, we went back and watched them all. So yeah, I would say, I, I would say I saw it about the time of when the third one was out. So, okay. Long answer to a short question. Yeah. I don't remember the first time I watched this one. Um, I feel like it was sometime during high school. So mm-hmm. sometime mid to late nineties. 
Um, I don't think I ever saw any of these in the theater because I know that Lethal Weapon 4, I'm trying to remember when 3 came out. I want to say 3 was 92, 93, sometime around there. Mm -hmm. And Lethal Weapon 4 then came out, I think, in like 98 because I feel like I was in high school. And I remember seeing that not too long after it came out, but I don't re I don't think I saw it in the theater. Um, right. I remember liking that one because uh, that was the one. Wasn't that the one with the? Uh, uh, was that the triad? Yeah. Bad guys were the triad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the one with Chris Rock in it, and uh, Joe Pesci had. Well, Joe Pesci had started with the second one, I think. Um, but yeah, I think that was the one with the triad, and Jet Li was one of the bad guys. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Okay, all right. So, yeah, so Lethal Weapon 4. I, in fact, I may have seen these out of order. It's possible I saw Lethal Weapon 4 first just because that mm -hmm. was the one that came out around about the time I was in high school. Um, and then I might have gone back either in high school or, or early on in college um, when I was watching movies instead of going to class. And uh, I might have just, like, rented all of them at once. Mm -hmm. um, had a habit of doing that back in the day. It was, like, on a weekend, I would just, like, I'd go get all five uh, Rocky movies and just watch all of them over the course of a weekend. Uh, cool. Or I'd go like grab all four Lethal Weapon movies and just watch all of them over the course of a week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I don't remember the first time I watched it. Um, I, I've always liked this one. Of the, this is a question I was going to ask later, but I'll just do it now. Of all the movies in the series, um, I would say this one and maybe the fourth one, um, uh, maybe the third one. Well, I, this one overall, I think, is probably my favorite. The first one, I think, is mm -hmm. my favorite. I, I did remember really liking the fourth one, too, but um, mm -hmm. I think the third one actually did better financially than any of the other ones. Really? I want to say I read something up on it, because this one made about $120 million. I want to say the fourth one made like 200 and... Uh, 280-something million, but I think the third one made like 300 and. 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm pulling those numbers out from memory, just having read some stuff on it earlier today. But um, so I think the third one actually did the best of all the different movies. And that, the second one, I'm, I'm blanking out here right now, but I think this wasn't the second one, South Africa? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I think if I had to look at it overall, I think this one, the first one, is probably my favorite overall. But I did definitely like some of the fight sequences and the other stuff in the fourth one. Yeah. Uh, what about for you? Did you which one of yours out of the four is your favorite? Uh, this one. This one, hands okay. down. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I like them all. I mean, I can watch them all over and over. And I think I'll I'll be honest with you. I think I watch this movie a couple three times a year. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I love this, but uh, each movie has its own you know unique parts of it that are pretty cool or scenes that are pretty cool. Um, I recently rewatched. I think they were on Netflix and I rewatched them all just to compare. And it's interesting when you go back to back with them, at least my opinion, um, I, I think the, the later ones, I don't want to say get more campy uh, at yeah. all, but they kind of go in that direction where it's like they keep getting more and more over the top. Where well, you get, I mean, cause you brought in, you brought in Joe Pesci as kind of right. like the extra, extra comedy. And then in the last one, you've got both Joe Pesci and Chris Rock. Right. So, I mean, that perfect example, you're bringing in bigger personalities and comedy and all that. Um, the, the stunts and action sequences, you know, 
like they get a little bit crazier, which, and I'm saying this is good stuff. I mean, this is the stuff I like about the movies is that it progressively gets more over the top. Um, Like I think by the third one, you, you know, there's there's a car chase within the first three minutes or the no the first three minutes the bot goes off and there's the car chase where they're you know they're in you know they're uniformed police officers and, yeah. and you know like he's i think he's on a table laying on a piece of plastic getting dragged down the highway i mean it's just um they keep getting more and more over the top but then sometimes but then in the same token it's still kind of the same and, and, and i don't want to knock the franchise so mm-hmm. it, it's just that it's kind of like you get a little bit of the, okay, kind of been there, done that. Yeah. I don't know what, I can't put my finger on it. So I'm not going negative. I'm just going to say this one's my favorite. Let's, okay. let's put it that way. Okay. I'll leave it there. Yeah. Cause I don't want to go negative. I love him. I love him. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I did, I saw something I, coincidentally, I saw something on Twitter the other day where somebody was talking about um, lethal weapon. They were talking about the first mm-hmm. one. And I don't know if another podcast had just done an episode on it, had just reviewed it, um, but they were talking about it and somebody commented and they said, well, this movie is absolutely does not hold up. Um, it is very much an 80s movie. The action is not as exciting as movies today. Um, it just it's, it, it does not hold up at all. So based on your laughter, let me ask you this one. Does this movie hold up well, 30 years later? Do you want to? I mean, uh, do you want to go first and say what you think, or uh, yeah, I'll go first. What was that? I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Say what you think, man. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. That's the only answer I got. I don't. Yeah. I uh, go for it. Well, when I saw that question, I was talking to Jeff today. (laughs) Unleash the hounds. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I gave you a chance to answer. Yeah, cry, and then I jumped right in. Cry but, havoc and let slip the paths of war. Well, I looked at Jeff when, when I said that question, and I saw Jeff today. I'm like, hey, did you see the questions? And he says, yeah. I, and he was saying he probably couldn't make it tonight. Um, and I just said, yeah, does this movie hold up? I was like, and Jeff was like, yeah, I know. What's he think? Like, what's John sending? But, you, but now I understand, and another group was saying it. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I uh, like that. Like, I thought I was prepared for that question and I thought we were going to get serious and be like, okay, well, you know, obviously police and civilian relationships have been explored Hmm. on a, on a, you know, on a deeper level. I mean, you've had TV shows like um, NYPD blue and blue bloods and uh, things like that come out. Um, You know, there's been the news going back and forth with, you know, uh, uh, reports of, um, you know, police brutality. And then on the other side, you know, the, the blue lives matter because, you know, there's been people like actually gunning for cops. I mean, and I don't want to, I don't want to get out of the fun that, that this movie is. I honestly thought you were going that way. Like, do, you know, do we still, can, how does this movie hold up in a, in a day and age where things are more f- fractured in terms of, you know, how do we, view the police and right, the right. you're like I, okay enough said about that Dude, well but i mean fact, that's that's another good question too is you know would we have do you feel like we'd have as many movies like this today given given the way that your know, public perception is you know towards policemen in some way right well before i answer that i'm just yeah, gonna go say ahead. the fact that someone said does the action that it was the action that they said didn't hold up i'm floored i'm just like i I don't, I don't know what more, what, uh, 
what more do you want from a movie? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of lost yeah. on that one. I, I felt um, the same way. I, I really didn't know where they were coming from. I'm like, I I don't see. To me, there's nothing. If if you told me, I, just from you know things like the cell phone and some of the ways that they do certain things and the cars yeah. and the other stuff, if you and and the focus being on you know people that were uh, Vietnam vets and stuff like that, right? If you just updated a couple of those things, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would know that. And and you know, forget uh, Mel Gibson's hairstyle for a little bit. Um, I don't think I would know that this was an eighties movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, and, and as far as action, holy Christmas, do you know how many times that guy completely empties the magazine of his gun, yeah. either shooting at a helicopter or taking that sniper out or doing what, I mean, it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm really floored. And I mean, it's like that, that car chase scene, I, I just, uh, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you, the music, which when it, when it kicks off and, and the music in that for the, for the, um, I mean, we're obviously setting aside Eric Clapton for a second, but the music in that, that it's, they've got that whole, and I can't sing it. I'm going to embarrass myself, mm -hmm. but I'm a trumpet guy. So, I mean, you know, it's got that real strong brass, da -da 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 you know, it's this, this like really crazy melody. I mean, that, that gets you fired up about, you know, these cars driving through traffic on fire and like automatic weapons fire flying all over the place. I mean, I'm, I just, I have to be honest with you. I'm a little bit confused as to what they actually want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, yeah, I, yeah, I, what, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm going to keep quoting. I'm just going to keep bringing up awesome scenes. The whole escape from the club. Yeah. What did the one shepherd say to the, forget it, son. What did he say? Give up on it, son. There aren't yeah, any heroes it? left in the world. And all of a sudden the door flies open. Mel Gibson is chucking a guy. And then kabang, 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 kabang. And he just, you know, these guys are just getting, I mean, well, I, it was, what, I, did the, what did the shepherd say to the, oh, I forget. What well, let's get the flock out yeah, of here. Flock what did the one here, shepherd yeah. say to the other shepherd? Let's get the flock out of here. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, I don't, I didn't quite know where that criticism came from because it. Gen General McAllister. No way you live. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want in a movie? Do you want more CGI? I don't know what, like, other podcasts, what are you, what, I, I just don't get it. Okay. I just don't get that aspect. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <sighs> sure. So, so clearly we, we feel like it holds up. I, 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 I kind of tend to think that way. It, yeah. Um, so let me ask you this one. What about other uh, buddy cop movies? Do you have uh, do you have other so let's take Lethal Weapon out of it and okay. are there other buddy cop movies that you like? Do you have other another favorites from somewhere? And I'm I can run off a, a list of a few of them that I you know just kind of jotted down. You've got like Forty Eight Hours uh, with yeah. Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. You've got Bad Boys. You've got Tango and Cash. Um, yeah. You've got uh, Alien Nation. Actually, I like I like Alien Nation. That was. Yeah, that's that's a weird favorite of mine. But uh, you've got Red Heat, you've got Schwarzenegger, uh -huh. Belushi. Um, what else? Oh, Dragnet. We're doing that one later this month. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got uh, Ride Along, a newer one with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. Um, I guess Zootopia, the cartoon, would be a buddy cop movie. Mm -hmm. um, Blue Streak. What were some of the other ones? Um, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to throw out one of my favorites. 
and I think it's from this year. I think we're going to be doing If it's not later this year, then it's got to be really, really close, uh, is Turner and Hooch. Yeah. I, I love that movie. movie. I know it's a buddy cop movie with a, with a kind of dog, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, in these type of movies, I mean, I think I got to go. I, I liked Alien Nation. Uh, I just like the whole concept of that movie. Have you seen that one before? I, you know what? There was a TV show too, right? It was, and I, I watched the TV show even as a kid. Like I, got, I was really fascinated by the TV show. I think I, I think I watched a couple episodes of the TV show. I don't okay. know that I ever saw the movie. Okay, I, I got to so list that I'll one check up it there. Out. Yeah, I, I got to list that one up there. I got to go. Bad Boys uh, is another one I like, and Rush Hour, the Rush Hour movie. Yeah. So I probably got to put those up there. Um, yeah. And to me, some of those, like the, uh, bad boys and rush hour to me, those are, those are kind of in the similar style of lethal weapon. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in most of these buddy cop movies, it's, it's a very similar style to it. It's, you've got a little bit of, a uh, little bit of the comedy in there mixed in with like the, you know, hyper violent explosions. And, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. a normal cop where they might just fire one or two. They've got a, you know, fire off every bullet that's in that chamber and, and, uh, and then reload two or three times and, and keep firing and, um, mm-hmm. a little bit of overkill. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, do you have any particular other than the lethal weapon movies? Do you have any other buddy cop movies that are, that are, favorite? I think you really, I think you really threw them all out there that the ones that I would like, I mean, I like the rush hour ones. Um, I, you know, um, saw bad boys. Those are good. Um, Turner and, is a good movie, you know, Red Heat 40. I'm, be, I'm just going to repeat all the lists that you, um, that you mentioned. This one's got to be, I think this one's my favorite, though, of them. I mean, this, this really, uh, this took the cake. But, yeah, all the ones you mentioned, they're, they're great movies, man. They're fun, you know? Yeah. It, you know, at, at the risk of going, uh, speaking of overkill and overstating the point, I what I really like about this, and I noticed it in this most recent rewatching of it, is just how Danny, their, the chemistry between Danny Glover and Mel Gibson just seems very natural. I mean, they work so well together. And I mean, I guess you could say that about everybody cop movie, but this almost doesn't seem like they're acting. And even some of the ways and some of the parts where Danny Glover delivers his lines, in the back of my mind, and again, you guys know far more about movies than I do. I'm definitely nothing approaching an actor. But it's like even some of the way he delivers his lines, like when he's in the bathtub and the family comes in, um, you know, some of the times he's talking to Riggs when Riggs comes to his house for the first time, it almost seems like he's improvising those lines or I could imagine those lines like really being said. They don't seem like lines. Right. They just, they you were know. really comfortable with each other. Yeah. And it, it seemed like and the, they, it seemed like the whole cast was just really comfortable. Yeah. And this cast really stood in for the entire four movies. I mean, that was the big thing for the, yeah. the, uh, the, the end sequence in the fourth one, you know, when they're all sitting there and the babies are there and the babies are born is the, they bring all the cat right down to the captain and the whole family stays in it. And that's, yeah, it really, it really, really, they, the, the cast really works well together. So, all right, before we get into like favorite quotes, cause there's, I, I have several favorite quotes mm-hmm. and, and favorite scenes in this movie. Before we get into that, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's make this more personal for a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to edit my wording here because we are a family friendly podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, 
what's some stuff you're too old for? Oh, man, you could use that line anywhere. <laughs> you could use that line anywhere. I, I mean, I've pulled that line out. There's times that, you know, kids get a little bit crazy, and I've just looked at Tammy, and I've just been like, I'm too old for this stuff. Or, you know, there's times that, I mean, I, dude, I love my job, and I'm thankful for my job. I just, you know, but there's times that like I'm about to walk into a room with 114 year olds and instruments and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just like, oh, I'm too old for this stuff. You know, I just <laughs> that line can be used absolutely anywhere. I, I agree. I, a lot. What, lately, what about you? I, I think a lot lately it's it's been uh, it's been maybe like work stuff. Just, you know, getting, yeah. getting frustrated <laughs> about that or uh, maybe on occasion some family stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the thought has popped into my head. I'm too old for this. Yeah. 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 So. Oh. And it's sad. Like, he's he's 50. We're not even close to 50. I know. We got, I know. We got, I mean, I got, what, 13 and a half more years to go until I'm 50. So. Yeah. I but can't it's be getting just, too old for this now. And I don't. When did that line like did was that line out there and he used it or did it get did it come out with this movie? No, or I, did I did he... read I did read somewhere else that there had been uh, was it a movie or a TV show? Um, somebody had used that line before this, but it wasn't as much in the in the vernacular um, okay. as it was. Like this movie is what made it, you know, part of yeah. the you know for for all of us movie quoting people, uh, it it put it out there in in the pop culture ether. Um, yeah, for for people to quote from, but it was moved. Yeah, I think it was used, and I'm I'm blanking out on what movie it was, but it was used by someone else in a different movie, um, but it didn't get picked up on the same way, and, and you know, and it it probably is just the way that he delivered it. Yes, it was definitely his delivery. Yes, <clears throat> and and the callback to it because he says it at least twice in this first movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then it's it's just his kind of running tagline through the rest of the movies, right. I even read somewhere that he didn't, it was basically, I'm getting too old for this or something. And then it was later they overdubbed in the stuff mm-hmm. since we're a family, because he actually said the full, I'm getting too old for this stuff later in the second and third and fourth movie. But then they actually read, they, they put it back in the first one. Cause the first one, he's just like, I'm getting too old for this. Really? And <laughs> then they overdubbed it or something. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I read something that they just to kind of make it more of his tagline, mm-hmm. but. I believe it. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of taglines and quotes, do you have a favorite quote from this movie? <sighs> favorite quote. Like a favorite quote. Yeah. yeah I, I'm going to have to think. You said you had a bunch. So you go, you start launching through yours, and then I'll just start remembering I've, what I've mine a, are. I've got a few. Um you know, one I forgot to write down. One is uh, one is when he goes to pick up the prostitute and he hands her the hundred dollars, and she's mm-hmm. like, well, "What do you want to do?" He's like, "I want you to come home and watch TV with me." He's mm-hmm. like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yeah, Three Stooges are on in twenty minutes." I'm like, <laughs> that, that, that to me is yeah. just I, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Um, That's funny. Then I do like some of the other parts. Um, was it? Uh, let's see. McCaskey was one of the other cops, and he's talking mm-hmm. with uh, Murtaugh. And he says, mm-hmm. uh, he says, you know, Roger, you are way behind the times. The guys in the yeah. 80s aren't tough. Yes. They are sensitive people. Show a little emotion to a woman and stuff like that. I think I'm an 80s man. Well, how do you figure? Last night I cried in bed. So how is that? Were you with a woman? 
I was alone. Why do you think I cried? Sounds like an 80s man to me. <laughs> that like, one's good. I do like the... Uh, <clears throat> have you? Uh, well, Murtaugh's talking to Riggs. Have you ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'd like that. See, right here. I shot him in the leg. You know why? Because then we can question him. Right. So there we go. I shot him in the leg. I'm just going to sit over here. Now, I'm, now I'm, what did he say? I'm relaxed or I'm relieved or I'm yeah, happy. I'm, I'm going to sit over here being happy. And Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gun! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's, and then that leads into, Daisy. have you ever met anybody you didn't kill? Right. Right. Uh, I do like, here's the last one I've got written down here. Um, Murtaugh, they're talking about their theory. And he says, uh, that's, that's pretty, well, I'm going to cut out one of the words here. Uh, that's pretty thin. Riggs says, that's very thin. And Murtaugh goes, right. oh, what the hell? Thin's my middle name. And Riggs goes, your, yeah, wife's, your wife's cooking. cooking. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Murtaugh, what? That's right. What? <laughs> Nothing. Murtaugh's like, remarks like that will not get you invited to Christmas dinner. And Riggs goes, my luck's changing for the better every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just the exchange. Okay. And they're recreating the scene, you know? And they're like, okay, so Misty goes up there. Right. And then she says, crap. That's right. She actually says, crap. Yeah, the yeah. point is, I mean, it's just like, like, like they're just the way it just right there. It just seems so natural. Like I could see him being the guy that needles, you know? Yeah. Um, and th that probably, if I had to pick a scene that is one of my favorites, it might be other than the jumper where he handcuffs himself mm -hmm. to the guy and then they jump off together. Um, other do you want to, do, do you, you want to go? Do you Let's wanna? do it. I want to jerk. Yeah, let's um, go. Let's go. And then they get to the bottom. Psycho. They get to the bottom. Help. Help. This guy's crazy. Um, yeah. Let's do it again. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Let's do it again. Um, the, uh, the part where they're, I think it's the part where they're talking through their theory and, um, and they're in the, uh, the shooting range. And then they have <laughs> that, they try to have that little shoot off where he's like, yeah, I got it dead center. He's like, okay. And then, uh, Riggs steps up and he, mm -hmm. he uh, puts up the new sheet. Or no, he takes the one uh, that uh, Murtaugh did. It's got the hole right in the middle of the head. And uh, mm -hmm. he's like, okay. And he sits there and he pushes the button and, and the sheet just keeps going back and back. And then he like takes time to turn back and look at him. And then he's like coming. Yeah. And it gets to the end and then he bang, 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 gets all the shots. And then when he pushes the button to bring it forward again, it's again, it's taking a while. So he turns back and he's looking at him, kind of smiles again. And, mm -hmm. and it comes up and it's got the smiley face on it. Like, yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah. What do you sleep with that thing? <laughs> yeah. If I, if I that slept. Thing, yeah. God, that's funny. Yeah. That was definitely a good scene. So, do you do you have a favorite scene or just the entire thing? Uh yeah. You know what? I I I do like it when he takes the sniper out at the school. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I mean I think that's just it's just I. I you know, I'd like to say that I could just, you know, you know, not be 14 years old when I watch this movie, but mm -hmm. I can't. So, right. I mean, I like it when, when he goes walking out there and, and he's like, ah, eh, well, the SWAT team will be here. And then, you know, the one kid's screaming and he's like, okay, well, how does he shoot? Is he random? Is he this? Is he, he's asking all these questions. And I'm like, what are you doing? Get back You're here. Crazy. Get down. Yeah. And he sees where the guy pops out. And then, you know, he says, he, he says, he just keeps taunting him. And then that guy pops up again and he just absolutely empties the magazine and ejects it, puts the other magazine in there, and it's just sitting there kind of looks like just absolutely handle that guy. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, just walks off. I kind of like that scene. Um, I think that scene's pretty cool. The uh, um, the escape 
the escape from the club slash car chase is is pretty exciting. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, oh, you know what other one I like is the uh, the drug deal in the Christmas tree lot. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, how much? Okay. How much do you want? I want all of it. <laughs> he wants all of it. You know, let's get a nice six footer and we'll put it put it under there for you. And yeah, uh, so that's going to be a hundred. It's like a hundred. Oh, okay. <laughs> 20, 40, 30, 30, 30. He's like, whoa, hey, hey, 100,000. He's like, oh, guys, yeah, just, oh. (laughs) Okay, well, how about this? I'll take this off your hands for free, and you can all go to jail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. that one's, uh, this, this, the exchanges with the, uh, with the psychologist, that's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, she's like, he's on the edge. Well, look, if he offs himself, then we'll know that I'm no, wrong. wrong. I still, you know what? I still use that line. Obviously, not in talking about someone offing themselves. Well, right. But you know, like we'll be going somewhere, and you know, Tammy and I will be talking about something, and it'll be like, "Are you sure about this? Are you sure this is a good idea?" Well, you know, if we get lost, then we'll know that I'm wrong. Well, no, I'm wrong. Or you know, like, are you sure it's a good idea for Dominic to be climbing onto the top of the monkey bars like that or the jungle gym? Well, if he falls and breaks himself, we'll know that I'm wrong. I go. just, I really love that scene. And then he falls. That line. Then he falls and he breaks himself, and you're like, oh man, I'm I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, the the last uh-huh. thing I want to mention because I did mention this earlier, and then we'll then we'll kind yes. of wrap up is uh, the you get to the final fight scene, and the only thing yeah. I have no problem with the final fight scene, and I know I I think you know, what I referenced earlier, the people that said this didn't hold up, and actually Siskel mentioned it too um, about the fight scene being anticlimactic. I guess mm-hmm. um, the only thing I didn't like about it was how it happened. Like they were they were they had him. You know, he mm-hmm. was, he had his arms behind his back, you know, he could have handcuffed him right there and it could mm-hmm. have all been done. And then, so the part for me that maybe wasn't organic enough was, what does he say? He says something like, you want a shot at the title? And yeah. then he just he like lets him go so that they can have this fight. And mm-hmm. I don't know, to me, that part, that the rest of the fight, I'm fine with the rest of the fight. And they're like, let's, let's have a, a fight sequence here to end this off. That part to me was the part that was just a little weird. If we're gonna have a fight sequence, then have it have it happen organically. That one just kind of seemed like, well, okay, we've wrapped everything up, um, but uh, the audience needs another fight scene, so let's just let him go and let him do it. Okay. Like I, I don't know. I, there was something that just didn't quite work for me in how the fight scene got set up. I didn't got mind it. it once it got started, but that whole setup of you know we got him, he's done. Now I'm just gonna let him go so we can challenge each other to a fight. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if you if if that you probably didn't have a problem with that, but that to me just seemed yeah. a little weird. I I didn't. Um, I didn't have a problem with it, but I mean, I could I could see that that might be a little weird. I guess. Uh, um, yeah, to my line, it was just kind of well the way I framed it. I guess I never gave it a second thought. But again, no, I'm 14 years old when I watch this movie. No, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I guess the way I framed it was just. You know, we could arrest this guy, but, you know, Riggs would much rather, you know, he's supposed to be the tough guy. He took a shot at Riggs. They've been dealing with this guy for, you know, however long. They're kind of sick and tired of it. And so he just wants to kind of, you know, have a go at him. Right. Is the way I framed it. I didn't give it a second thought. But, I mean, I could see that it's like, okay, well, you know, stepping back and looking at the movie as, as a whole, looking at the movie as a... Um, 
yeah, I could, I, I could see where you're coming from where it's just like, okay, that, that didn't, okay. Would that, would that really happen? Did, would, is that the way it would, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I could see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, to wrap this up, let's say you are, uh, let's say you're Marta and mm-hmm. you're an old timer and you've got a six shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many bullets out of a six shooter gun? A six. So out of six bullets, what do you give this movie? Six. You give it six out of six. Six with, I, I'd go six out of six. I, I'm not one for the. I get eight shots out of the six shot gun. Like yeah. I'm not going to say that, but, but uh, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely give it six out of six. Fine. I, I was going to say eight, but now that you've ridiculed me publicly, oh, I've ridiculed you. No, I would give this one a, a solid five or six out of six. Um, yeah. You know, it's I, I, I like this movie. Um, you know, actually, one thing we talked about when when Sharon and I were watching this is she had never seen it before, and she was surprised. She thought there was going to be more comedy, and she thought it was mm. more of a comedy, but uh, her comment on it, and, and there were some parts, too, that, that kind of made me feel that way as well. Her comment on it was it was a lot darker than she thought it was going to be, um, which is yeah. interesting because it was originally intended to be much darker than, yeah. than what it was. It, there was supposed to be a whole bunch of Vietnam flashbacks for both of them, for Murtaugh and Riggs. Um, and it was, it was supposed to be a much darker movie with much less comedy than there ended up being. Um, but I don't know if it just from previews or from seeing you know, things about it before. Um, Sharon's impression of it was that it was going to be more of a comedy movie, um, mm-hmm. but that it ended up being a little bit darker than, than kind of what she expected. And I kind of felt the same way too, having not watched it for maybe a couple of years or so. Yeah, it, it, and I think that's what I think that's the, what I was trying to put my finger on between the first and then the second, third, and fourth. The second, third, and fourth ones definitely go a little bit heavier on the comedy. Yeah. Um, but even that, it's it's just ever so slight. I, I still think they're they're really really well done. The sequels are, yeah. but I think they kind of they up that, and I think the first one is definitely got a little bit more of the of the darkness in it yeah whereas the later ones I, you know what i think that's it i'll just leave my point at that the, the later ones don't have as much darkness and and ooh, that's that's a little intense but they kind of make make up for it or fill in that gap that void they fill it in with more comedy more action more over-the-top action and more of the care the characters become a little bit more extreme yeah it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they become more of their character. Yeah. Their eccentricities become more on display. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, in, that's in the gonna, sequels. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to do it for Lethal Weapon for us. So um, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks. For, if you've got any thoughts on Lethal Weapon or anything in the Lethal Weapon series that we didn't talk about, uh, feel free to get in touch with us. Let us know. Either leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. You can get in touch with us directly. Uh, 30podcast, so 30podcast.com is our website, and that's got links where you can go to subscribe no matter what type of device you have. Uh, Whether you just want to listen to it off the website, go to iTunes, uh, subscribe on Android, Google Play, Stitcher, all those different places. Um, Feel free to go there and check us out. It's also got our voicemail line, links to our Facebook, our Twitter, Instagram, all that other stuff that we've got. Uh, so feel free to go check that stuff out. And then next week, what we've got coming up is RoboCop. So uh, next week coming up, RoboCop. And um, 
Like I said, again, we'd love for you to go uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, join us on Twitter. A lot of times we are, are tweeting out um, announcements and uh, you know, surveys and polls that we put up before we talk about the movies, stuff like that. We're probably most active on Twitter. So if you want to follow, uh, follow everything that we're talking about on there, feel free to go ahead and do that. Um, otherwise, we will see you back here in one week uh, for RoboCop. And in the meantime, uh, go see some good movies. Be excellent to each other and go see some good movies. And we will see you next week for RoboCop. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey guys, Bo again. I'm not going to make tonight's recording, but because it's Lethal Weapon and RoboCop, I had to actually leave you guys some some of my thoughts because I love these two movies. Um, Lethal Weapon more than RoboCop, but not the point. They're very different. Does it hold up as an action movie? It does, in my opinion. I love these movies. I love all of the Lethal Weapon series. Um, my favorite is the second one. Um, but I'm weird like that. I really think I like Die Hard 2 better for some reason also. Most people want to laugh at me for that. Um, it is very 80s, but buddy cop movies always seem to work. And I think he, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, um, the way they play off each other is fantastic. I don't think it, uh, I don't think it dies over time. Um, as for my favorite buddy cop movie, I think the Lethal Weapon trilogy is close. Um, I could make an argument for um, Turner and Hooch or 48 Hours also. Um, I know Turner and Hooch isn't the traditional buddy cop movie, but come on, that's good stuff. Um, as far as stuff I'm too old for, oh God, everything these days. Um Picking up anything off the floor that I have to actually get down and pick up. How about that? Um, yeah, I guess that's all I got, except I can't wait to listen to Pat's reaction to Lethal Weapon, because I have a hunch he's a big fan, because it seems like his type of movie. Um, and right now, I'm too old to keep talking, so later. You won't... You won't try nothing? No, no, I, I, I'm square with you. I, I won't try a thing. I won't try a damn thing. You think I want to fall off? I promise. I'll just talk to you. Okay. Okay, all right. Here, you want a, want a cigarette? Come on, let's smoke, okay? Yeah. Go on, take it. Yeah. We're going to take our time and both die of cancer. You leave hey. What are you doing? See this key? Bye bye. You're crazy! Now you can jump if you want to, but you'll be taking me with you, and that makes you a murderer. Okay? Come on, let's go. You're yeah, you'll be killing a cop. Now, yeah, I'll be killing a psycho, not cop. Yeah, a psycho, but I'm still a cop. You coming in? Come on, I'm going in. You, I'm jumping! Do you really want to jump? Do you want to? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Wait a minute! I 
Okay, let's go again. Come on, oh. straight. <laughs> oh. Help! Help me! Help me, Lord! Oh. Randy, oh. Randy, kill me! You'll see that he's out of his mind, he's crazy!